0: It's time for Day 1 HR Tea Time.
1: Hey everyone and welcome back to another podcast with us. This is Day 1 HR Tea Time and we hope you have had an amazing start to the year. Um, We are here to talk about recruitment tech trends and we have a special guest with us today. Elijah is joining us all the way from the East Coast, and he's going to be talking a little bit with us about recruitment. This is his bread and butter, shall we say? I hope that translates (laughs) across all countries. I am not going to even try and do a poor attempt of introducing him. So, Elijah, without further ado, introduce yourself.
2: Thank you, Lauren, happy to be here. Uh, So as you said, my name is Elijah. Um, I'm currently the VP of Services and Delivery at CoMeet. So CoMeet is an HR tech platform. It's a recruitment technology. Uh, CoMeet has, I think, around over 700 customers globally using our applicant tracking system. Uh, very strong presence in, in Israel. I've uh, been here around two years, and we also uniquely offer uh, recruitment services as well. So it's, as far as I know, it's the only applicant tracking system in the world where if you're struggling to make a hire, you can click a button, talk to someone, uh, and then end up getting a recruiter or sourcer to help you. So yes, recruitment tech is something I um, care about and know a little bit about. <laughs>
1: A little bit is an understatement. I will say (laughs) that there. You do know a lot more than you let on. Um, And that's why we brought you here today. And we hope Joaquina is going to join us later. So if you hear her pop in, we'll um, we'll make sure you know. Um, But I really just want to kick off because there's been a lot of change in the recruitment tech space. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd love to get your thoughts on where you think we are at in terms of ATSs, you know, we've got talent recruitment suites. um, There's a lot of things that are happening in terms of AI. Um, Where do you think we've kind of come from in the recruitment tech space? And and where do you think we are now?
2: Yeah, I think um, one of the trends I've noticed are um, like low code and no code tools starting to be used, not just for like CRM usage, or I'm talking tools like notion. um, Monday.com actually who's a customer of ours. Uh, Those sort of low code, no code tools, startups specifically are starting to build their own little like mini ATS um, in there so that they use a form, right, and then candidates can apply and then they can kind of loosely track them. Now that does break down at some point, I've, I've never seen I'm not sure I've ever seen a 50 person company uh, let alone like a hundred person company actually using one of those like low code or no code kind of custom options. But that's really interesting, right. Um, That that companies have started using those tools for a CRM, ATS project management tool, like all in one. Uh, I think that's been really unique. I think the other thing um, is some of these all in one tools, right? So like bamboo HR, um not quite high bob like they don't have their own recruitment module currently but you've got like bamboo hr and then there's one other personio right out of germany who's Mm -hmm. grown the last few years kind of this all-in-one approach they have recruitment but again it's personally i think it only gets you so far it's a little better potentially than like a low code or no code option um and then eventually you need to get something that's like purpose built for recruitment right like an actual purpose built applicant tracking system for for scaling um so that's been interesting um i think another thing really recently right is this whole chat gpt
1: um, oh my god um, people... yeah i'm so glad you have brought this up because we need to talk about this in more detail in a bit but but definitely coming back to this topic because this is hot
2: Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. I think a lot of companies are not scrambling in a bad sense, but scrambling in like an excited sense um, for how they can implement it into their products. I know multiple sourcing tools uh, like Whale, for example, uh, out of the UK. Um, Whale has recently, I think it's still in beta, uh, but there's like a little button where you can kind of auto generate a message. Uh, like an email uh to be able to send to a candidate uh there's a company called perfect out of um israel as well uh they have like kind of a matching thing um where it matches candidates to positions uh and they're also working on kind of an auto generated um text as well um can't can't say too much but Comey is also you know, looking into the applications of, um, yeah, chat GPT and, and other tools like that, right? Chat GPT is the one that's blown up, uh, but it's definitely not the only one in the, on the market.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, we'll get into chat G- GPT later because there's just so much say on that. But that is, you know, a huge part of what's happening in terms of the next mm-hmm. stage with AI. And I think that. Previously, AI was kind of seen as happening in the background, and mm-hmm. nobody really understood what it was doing. Um, and now people are kind of—it's more visual, um, it's more impactful to them personally, mm-hmm. and they can use it. And I think that you know there there are other things in that space that have come out of you know being in this really long pandemic that we're we're mm-hmm. coming through. And the other one that I want to talk about was video interviewing, because basically I had a conversation with someone yesterday and I was saying, you know, I think video interviewing is really good. I can't understand why it hasn't been adopted more. Um, It can work well in the right process. And he kind of come back and said, well, I sort of understand, but it's not great for the manager. The manager has to sit there and watch all these videos and things like that. And um it it can create bias in the process and that was kind of like the counter so I don't know what's your vibe on video interviewing I mean <laughs> should people be getting this
2: so when you say video interviewing you don't mean um interviewing candidates over like zoom or teams or something right you mean we're a candidate gets a question, and then they record themselves responding to the question, right? Yes. Just to make sure I'm clear. Yes,
1: yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so what I find interesting is that if you look at sales specifically, um, they might do video demos. And then there would be, I don't know, maybe a tool like sales loft, or there's some other sales tools um, that would join analyze things, you know, maybe give bring out some helpful data points, um, and then could potentially even help with like coaching of that sales rep on the demo process, right. But it's still like a an actual personal interaction. Um, I don't really like video interviewing tools, because not I'm not saying there's no good use cases. I'm just saying, again, if you think about sales, no one just wants to join a demo and they click a button and it's like a recording and they just watch it or they're recording their responses about company size or pain points that they're trying to solve like that would be this weird interaction right that wasn't highly personal highly human uh and i think companies need to be really careful to not in the sake of trying to increase like efficiency or automation to actually make people feel weird or not valued like i don't know if you've ever done one of those i found it incredibly awkward
1: right yeah, i've had to re yeah.
2: i've had to re-record 5 6 times you know maybe the answer to a question and it it ends up taking me longer than a 15 minute call with a recruiter where they tell me some information I answer some questions and then we're like, yeah, this isn't really the best fit. And it's like, cool. Well, it's nice to meet you. Let's connect on LinkedIn. That to me is like what recruiters, not the only thing they're for, but it's being that face of the company, interacting with people. And I think there are certain companies, bright hire comes to mind. Uh, I don't know a lot about bright hire, but I think they actually help with that part of the process of, bringing more intelligence from a Zoom interview or like a Teams-type interview, like a sales demo, those sales demo tools do, um, to the interviewing process where it's like a video interview live. I think there's more to that, uh, to helping recruiters improve, to um, giving a better candidate experience than, yeah, recording yourself and then the managers watching through it. And I don't know, I just... I find that more awkward, um, and and am drawn to the the tools that help make uh, live video interviews more effective. Sorry, it's a long answer, but I I have thought about it a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I mean the premise is that it's there to help improve the candidate experience. It's help. It's there to help improve the pipeline to make it faster, smoother, more efficient, more automated, and sometimes that gets a bit lost um but ideally you want to as a company have a really good candidate experience because then that is showing you know we also have mm-hmm. a great employee experience and if you come and join yeah. us um this is what you can I- expect and I'm just going to bring Yogina in on this in terms of like candidate experience because Yogina mm-hmm. is based out in Nepal of course we love we love Yogina we elijah and i both worked with yogina for years and yep yogina in terms of like the candidate experience where you are you know how important is that in the companies that you see and work with and are they using tech to to make that experience better
0: um, hey, everyone. Um, good to see you guys. Um, so um, the term candidate experience is very new. Like mm-hmm. even for companies, the term people experience is a new term uh, mm-hmm. where people are just starting to get used to things uh, about, you know, okay, people experience matters. So candidate experience is the next thing. Mm-hmm. But it's slowly in the market uh, where companies are, are realizing about it. And the companies that really want to stand themselves out in terms of hiring the good talent they are thinking of that in terms of it but I would say it's like very very limited right now
1: Because mm-hmm. um, same... yeah go
0: on sorry yeah. sorry so in terms of tech um, there is an increase in use of uh, increased trend and in use of tech for hiring recruitment and things as such which used to be a lot manual back in the days um and it's it's taking a good shape right now after the penetration. A lot of people have been quite comfortable with adapting technology.
1: Mm, mm. Cause this is the this is part of the piece. And I think there's still a way to go in terms of recruitment tech and getting that improved candidate experience because um there are some really great tools out there um but i think we are going to have a start of a new wave of tools that maybe aren't managing the ats piece but are uplifting the candidate experience piece that that integrate with atss um looking mm-hmm. at you know how ai works with that so we need to talk about chat gpt because Everybody's talking about it. I mean, I go on any kind of platform; it's like they've had a hundred million users in two months. I mean, like, what the hell is happening? Because I go on LinkedIn, I see recruiters, and they're like, "Chat GPT is like changed the game for my sourcing and candidate pools, and you know, advertising strategies." I mean, is it all hype? Like, is is like it is things like chat? gpt actually gonna help like recruitment
0: yeah that's
2: a good
1: question the jury is out isn't it because i mean i i do see you know people like writing things into chat gpt and like getting like maybe like a list of you know 10 places they can source software engineers in poland or something like that but I feel like at the moment there's like a lot of excitement um so I I don't know if it's really like do, doing doing great things with recruitment but the other piece was um that I had read about there is a lot of bias um with with within the technology um yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's like an ethics mandate there and we already know there is huge problems in recruitment around um bias unconscious unconscious bias um discrimination unfortunately um in some companies um so where do where do we see this going i mean is is this is this gonna be a thing like in recruitment
2: I think specifically, some of the use cases that it could help with, um, without messing with too much, right, maybe a Mm -hmm. candidate message, um, potentially helping write like a job description or a job advertisement. Um, There are, yeah, there are the questions around um, gender bias, and some other things like you mentioned, Lauren, and the technology itself, I believe, Gosh, who was it? There's a tool, tech, Textio, I think. Mm. They um, are an HR tech tool, right? That like analyzes um, job descriptions and looks for gender bias. I hope I'm getting the name right. I, I haven't <laughs> used it in quite a while. Um, but I think they they kind of used, um, yeah, their own technology to see the way in which um, chat GPT writes and that it, it does have like a strong... Um, gender bias at the least. Uh, So yeah, maybe it is a little risky to use it for even job advertisements and things that are perceived as lower risk. Um, I I haven't used it for that personally yet um, to see. I I do know um, there are a lot of people as specifically like Hung Lee and his recruiting brain food newsletter. Um, He's been talking about it a lot lately Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're gonna start charging for it. So that may be another element, right? Of mm-hmm. is it gonna give enough value where people wanna pay for it? Mm-hmm. It may be that less of us interact directly with Chat GPT and more that tools like yeah, SourceWhale, maybe Comey and like others actually integrate and take specific use cases. Uh, and use it, and you almost don't even know you're using it, right? Like, you click a button, you think it's Komi, and actually, it's chat, GPT, or some sort of other AI in the background writing something for you, right? Generating Mm -hmm. content. I don't know what, yeah, Yogina, you
0: know, you think? I don't know. I I don't have a lot of opinion on that, but I just feel like uh, it's going to be um depends on like how users use it. I see it as an instance of Google where uh, recruiters could search or even hiring managers could search for what are the best questions to ask for a certain role. And mm-hmm. then candidate yeah. can go and search for like, uh, if someone asks me this, how could I answer it? But, but for me, I was talking about this to a friend a couple of days ago about like, no level of technology can, I think, surpass human capacity in itself or the way humans think and everything. So uh, mm-hmm. it's all dependent on us, like how we make use of that platform. Uh, the platform could be used in a well manner to make sure you have d- done your research right, to make sure you have understood things that you need to, but at the same time not misuse it. There was this very... um uh comedy shorts in youtube that i just saw this morning about chat gpt where where one student was like um uh, um uh, was uh, told that, that she has been plagiarized using the essay that she wrote and then she was like all emotional and answering and then there was the fa- phone on the bottom of the decks where she was like looking into and reading it you see so it's just like how we use it depends uh mm-hmm. in terms of but i do see that in terms of helping um, new people who want to start their career in HR or talent acquisition could use that as a resource research base or rather than completely being dependent on that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, this has become kind of like, well, it's moving into like a current trend. I mean, the, there's a lot of talk online is like, oh, the AI revolution is here. and it's kind of like, no, it's been here for a while. Um, but it's just changing and that's the thing with trends so in terms of current trends but more future trends what do we think the kind of trends are going to be in recruitment in the next kind of one to two years if we are starting out with you know high user rates and things like chat GPT
2: um So what I think would be really interesting, right, is if if the AI does get to a place of uh, relative quote like intelligence Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um, around specifically like identifying profiles,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, sourcing is really hard work, right? We have our own sourcing team and they're they're all amazing people. Uh, They use different sourcing tools to be able to find um, candidates. And whenever you do like recommended matches from LinkedIn, if you're using like LinkedIn Recruiter, Twitter, um, they're usually not super accurate. Mm. Um, so in, I guess, until hiring managers really know what they want, <laughs> and job descriptions are more accurate of the real, you know, day to day job, the required performance, kind of like Lou Adler talks about by setting up like a performance profile, mm. until there's, you know, more clarity where AI can match the requirements of a job, the true requirements, not just word matching from the job description. Because we always know that it's there's more to the job description, right? We, we always have a kickoff call with the hiring manager and take a bunch of notes before even trying to start the search. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until those two, like, inputs uh, are really able to do to be more accurate, right, and understand the nuances between an individual contributor and somebody who's a manager, maybe it says director of sales on their profile, and they, and the AI thinks, or or the matching thinks right, that it's sales director, and that's the exact same thing. Well, some companies it might be and some, it's not right, like, until you get all of that, I think it's really difficult to do the matching. Mm -hmm. But if it, if eventually the matching gets better, then you could automate right like the finding of candidates and then something like chat gpt could read the profile do some sort of personality assessments like um crystal knows, right Mm -hmm. make some sort of assumption based on you know the big five personality test or one of those generate text Mm -hmm. find the email address right using like people data labs or like one of the data providers And then actually reach out, right? And then Mm. you just sit there, you click the button, right? You put in one input of like the job description. It found the candidates, it reached out to the candidates. And -hmm. then you just have candidates that are interested that like you're reviewing. That's specifically how I could see a use case with like sourcing, right? Which is Mm. super, super hard work.
1: Yeah, sources are like dreaming of what you just said Um, because their (laughs) life- would be so much easier and less stressful <laughs> by using the process and technology that you're, you know, explaining. But I, I think. it, but it also, doesn't exist. No, not yet. <laughs> not, right now. not yet. Everything, everything is moving forward. And And at the end of the day, it all links to process. If you've got a really good hiring process and you've got your culture and your values within that process, I mean, you know, companies like amazon they do that so well like their leadership principles are ingrained in the hiring process and no one's getting hired unless they link to those principles um and i just think like if if companies have a really great initial process they can use the technology to kind of build from that you know um but i just want to finish on a topic that um will make us laugh basically um because this (laughs) is about where hiring goes wrong and and this is sometimes tech problems but it's also sometimes people and process problems um but we've all been there we have all witnessed it um in organizations that we've worked in or we have known someone who's worked in and things have not gone great. So I would love to hear and for us to talk about some of our stories. Um who would like to share a story first? You don't name the company. Don't name the company. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to do that. We're not shaming today. <laughs> have you got any do you user? have
2: one? Do you have one specific in mind, Lauren, just to kind of get us started? Because I don't have one off the top of my head yet. I'm, I'm
1: trying to think. Well, I've had the obvious, which I think has happened in every organization. And this sometimes happens through an ATS or sometimes it happens on email. But where recruiters have emailed the candidate when they were supposed to email HR or the line manager, um, with the feedback or with an outcome of their in of their interview or them in the process, but it's not actually meant for the candidate. So usually there's an email oh. that is sent in error that is saying we don't think this candidate's a good fit Da-da-da-da. they spoke about this and you know we really need someone like this um, When should we let the candidate know? Um, I cannot tell you oh how many gosh. times I-, I have seen that. I have seen that within tech platforms where they've just like clicked the wrong button. Or I've seen it where people are rushing, they're trying to get an email out and they've realized they've like replied all instead of like forwarding the email. And then the candidate writes back and they're just absolutely appalled. They're straight on glass door, like, terrible candidate experience. Don't go and work for this company. And nine times out of ten it's just human error and it's because that recruiter or that person has got so many roles that they are recruiting for that they've just got things mixed up um in the system or mm. in the box um and I really shout out to anyone that, that 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 has you know that you've done that I I mean it's just heartbreaking when they come back and you're just like oh my god that email should not have gone to that person um I've mm. had those stories quite a few times
2: I I haven't heard yeah I haven't heard that or had that happen personally I think yeah maybe maybe part of the reason I haven't had that happen at least yeah in recent memory um the way like co-meet setup is really task-based so mm you're like told exactly what email to send to who. Yeah, It's a little different than like, I don't know, Breezy or some of the ones where it's visual workflows. It's like when I log into Comi, it's like, here's all the candidates you need to email. And if it's a rejection email, it even is like pre-populating it. But then you check over it first. So it's not kind of fully automated.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I I don't know. So yeah, I haven't experienced that. I have experienced where they want to you know reject a candidate and then we do and then someone else I don't know the CEO actually really liked them and then pushes back and then we have to reach out to the candidate and say oh I'm so sorry like you know there was a mistake like actually we'd love for you to continue on the process it's awkward but usually the candidate is you know happy to hear it if they were excited about the the opportunity
1: Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm
2: Maybe that's pretty common, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard any recent stories about it, um, but it did used to happen a lot when you would have high volume pushes um, to re- to recruit people and, and bring them in. Um, and I think, like, I think we've all had terrifying interview experiences on the candidate side. Not just that, mm. you know, we talk a lot about the, you know, the business side and, and, and the tech that's, you know, owned and run by the company. But, I mean, on the candidate side, there are just so many stories where um, things haven't gone well or um, they have had a shock in the interview and it wasn't what they expected. I mean um sometimes it ends up they get the role and sometimes it doesn't I mean from my Mm. personal experience when I first interviewed for Amazon about 10 years ago um I got completely lost on the way to the fulfillment center um and I found out that the postcode they gave me didn't go to the location that I was supposed to go to um and I was in a really Mm. big town like driving around and You'd think I'd see like an Amazon fulfillment center because they're so big, but I didn't because it was like surrounded by trees. So that didn't help. Mm. Um, and when I got there, I made it just on time. They were waiting for me and I was sweating. I was shaking. <laughs> I was then I was then put in like a windowless call room um, where like each person that was interviewing me was going to take turns and come in. And I just remember going home and thinking, I am never, ever getting that job. Like, no way, like, looked a mess. I was so, like, you know, breathing too fast. Like, I just didn't feel calm enough. And then, like, the next day I got the call and they were like, come join us. Come to Luxembourg. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> um, so I think, like, you know, we've, we've all had weird candidate experiences where we can't quite work out what's going on. But on, like, the hiring side, um you know sometimes things go wrong and actually it doesn't impact the outcome but sometimes things go wrong and it's um not great but do you hmm. i mean Elijah do you have any tips for like recruiters on how to avoid the pitfalls of like poor recruiting
2: i would say the biggest one that we talk about our kind of main philosophy is empathy driven recruiting um having empathy in the process for the candidate, uh, exactly what you said, Lauren, like remembering those stories about yourself and from your own interviewing experience, and then having empathy for the candidate to try and help them either prepare like, hey, here's the LinkedIn profile, of the hiring manager, like just so you know, like, here's some articles you could read through, like, just remembering what that felt like and kind of putting yourself in, in their shoes can help i think have an awareness of how they may be experiencing um the process right like Mm -hmm. going through a hiring process is incredibly vulnerable Mm
1: -hmm. um
2: it's you know for candidates i think yeah you're feeling judged and Mm -hmm. marked on like your performance in the interview and maybe you didn't feel well maybe your mother was like just diagnosed with like cancer or something like that right like there's there's all these things going on in people's lives. And I think it's important for recruiters and hiring teams to have empathy for the candidate. Mm. What I think a lot of recruiters struggle with more so than that is actually empathy with the hiring managers. Like they're super busy. Mm. They're trying not to make a bad hire because they don't want to get fired if it's a, if it's one of those type cultures, um, unfortunately. And the hiring team, like The interviewer were they prepped a lot of companies don't do interview training right especially startups so there's i don't know we we just try to talk about having empathy for everyone that we're interacting with each other and and even trying to understand ourselves a bit um in that process i think that can help a bit uh Mm -hmm. is trying to kind of be be driven with with empathy for everyone
1: involved yeah And Yagina, have you got any tips for recruiters or even companies in terms of, you know, setting themselves up for success when it comes to recruiting?
0: I think there's a lot to talk about it. Yeah, But I think one go-to factor would be, or things to consider would be not just evaluating people on basis of skill set or, like, Giving that a high level of value, but also thinking about the behavior aspects, um, their attitude, and how they treat people. Mm -hmm. This is quite important as well. Um, I was just reading a blog yesterday where uh, it talked about a tech company who fired a very skilled. Um, developer because the person was not a team worker and because of that the team had to suffer uh, and the and the business also had to suffer um, um, a loss of reputation in front of the client so you know mm-hmm. also evaluating these factors from uh, doing recruitment is something I find like is very important and critical mm-hmm. for business to understand just looking rather than just looking at it as a certain term um value but thinking of like long term how it's gonna also look into other factors not just only at the business side of it but then also the whole uh people experience part of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing it's like the the you know you have to have a great recruitment process you need to have the technology to help you have a great process you need to have great people in the process you need to have your values and your culture in that in that whole specialism and if it isn't there then you have a situation that you're talking about where you've hired someone that's not not a team player and one of the key requirements of the role was to be a team player um mm-hmm. and that's that's just not happened and then you know we all know when someone exits uh, a company how difficult it is for the people around them especially their team to readjust um to change so um i definitely hear what both of you are saying from the from the recruit side and and you know get the tech in place to help you with that to to lift the burden um especially you know if you're going through a really high recruiting period um because it can get stressful Things can get complicated. One manager's hiring 20 people. The other one's hiring five people. And it goes on, Mm -hmm. on, on, on. Um, And everyone's role is urgent. Uh, If I had a Mm -hmm. pound for every (laughs) time, somebody said, but my role's really urgent. I need someone to start on Monday. And it's like, yeah, okay. So the onboarding process is over seven days. So that's not going to happen. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that is just so 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 common um but yeah i think we need to finish it up there guys i know we could talk about this for ages and we could talk about so many systems as well we didn't you know get chance to to mention a lot of systems but elijah is here representing comey so if you want to know more about comey we'll put some links in the description Um, we'll also put elijah's linkedin profile in the description if that's okay elijah
2: yeah and um
1: Yeah, I just appreciate you all being here. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Um, so make sure you look out for Sorry us. Enough. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but yeah. uh, before we ended up, yeah. a very happy anniversary to Day 1HR, completing yeah.
0: its experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and do you know what
1: is so funny is that this is episode six that we're recording and yesterday mm. was Day 1HR's sixth birthday um so yes i can't believe it. i don't really know where the last six years have gone um but it has been a blast and check out our post on linkedin that we've done as well just kind of thanking everyone and recognizing that you know mm-hmm. we celebrate the birthday every year because we know how hard it is to keep going and supporting clients everywhere and yeah we just love building the relationship so Thank you, Yogina. I completely forgot to mention it. And I was going to. <laughs> I just got really no I know no I just got,
0: guys.
1: I just got really into the topic. That was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Well, we'll leave it there and we'll speak to you next time. Thanks, guys. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye.